everyone. Welcome to Exploit It. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we are talking about Street Fighter from 1994, directed by Steven D'Souza. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Chateloup may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You'll have to do better than that. Okay. Yeah! Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? This movie is amazing. It's actually a lot of fun. I mean, it's awful, but it's a lot of fun. I was going through, like, articles and stuff over the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, there's reviews of the time that are like, this is an absolute piece of bullshit. This thing sucks. You know, it had all the two thumbs down. I mean, and that would all be correct, however. However, there is so much nostalgia that loves this movie. There's so many articles about, like, ten reasons why Street Fighter is secretly the best movie. I don't know if I go that far, but it's certainly worth watching. Yeah, uh, the director, by the way, Stephen D'Souza, we'll be visiting him again. He did Commando, the Hell Running yeah. Man, wrote Die Hard. Right? Yeah, he wrote Die Hard. Was he involved with Predator, or is that just uh, no? It? it seems like it was that era with those those uh, those folk. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he directed. Beverly Hills Cop 3, he wrote that, and then he did Street Fighter. He wrote Judge Dredd. <laughs> we'll be doing that, I'm sure. The the Stallone one, not the, the good Dredd. Not the good Dredd. <laughs> Which, incidentally, that's got Max von Saito in it. But, like, I don't... Sometimes you do reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do Virgin Springs, sometimes you do reindeer games. Reindeer games, that's right. But anyway, Street Fighter. Yes. It starts off fucking perfect. Yeah, you have the Universal logo that becomes the Street Fighter logo. Yep, and it's right in your face, as it should be. This is definitely the 90s. Yes, and we get Chun-Li delivers all of the exposition we need. Right. Chun-Li is a reporter for GNT World News covering the Civil War in what is the name of this? Shadaloo? Shadaloo, yeah. Not Thailand. Hashtag not Thailand. It's totally Thailand. It's totally Thailand. Yeah, all the architecture is Thailand. The, the written script, although I don't read Thai, I can recognize the writing. That that yes, that's Thai. Yes, it's uh, it's even filmed in Thai. So yeah, yeah, yeah it is filmed in Thailand. And so there's the evil General M Bison, played wonderfully by Raul Julia. We should mention that uh, Charlie is played by ah, 
I can't. Per- I, how do you say her name? <laughs> Shit, I'm so dumb. Ming Na Wen. Ming Na, yeah, Mulan herself, or Fennec from Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett for you Zoomers out there. Yes, to be clear, she's Mulan's talking voice. Yes, not the one in the new movie, but the the original. In the original, she was the talking voice for Mulan. The singing voice was actually Leia Salonga. Oh yeah, I know because I met that woman. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I saw her on Broadway and then went and got an autograph after. Very cool. Yep. But yeah, she's also, she had her breakthrough and joined Luck Club and then did Street Fighter. That's right. And then Street Fighter. Sometimes you do Street Fighter. But, oh, she does make a cameo in the new Mulan. That's right, she does. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I heard about that. And she even voices Mulan and Ralph Breaks the Internet, so. so. I was doing some reading here, and apparently she uh, she was on, um, apparently she was on ER with George Clooney. Everybody was on ER. ER. And she was so worried that this would kill her career, and George, Car- uh, George Clooney told her, uh, Honey, it takes a lot to kill a career, I should know. <laughs> He did Batman and Robin. That's right. Pretty funny. But Gotta love George Clooney. General, General M. Bison, Raul Julia, who, let me pull up that quote I had about him. It was Richard Harrington of the Washington Post said the film was notable only for being the last film made by Raul Julia, an actor far too skilled for the demands of the evil warlord General M. Bison, but far too professional to give anything less than his best. That's true. He did, like, uh, he, like, studied actual dictators like he copied like Mussolini's hand gestures <laughs> and Hitler's penchant for like weird art and oh, like yeah. he combined it. He went like he went like full film study on fucking <laughs> M. Bison. Yeah, an actor prepares. I know, I love Raul Julia's sorely missed. This was he is a consummate professional. Another interesting bit of trivia I learned over the weekend was that um the character M. Bison in the video game. Yes. Like in Street Fighter was originally called Mike Bison. Yes, it was the boxer. Yes. Who is uh Balrog. Right. So the fighting game community actually calls them because the, there's three characters that are all switched around. Yeah, because it's uh, Vega, Saga, Vega, Balrog, and M. Bison. Bison. So they just call them literally Dictator, Boxer, and Claw, because all their names are messed up. Incidentally, in the Japanese dub, they keep the wrong U.S. translated names. Huh. In the move, for the movie. And I think now I've heard that they've just normalized it to the Western names. But I'm not like in the FGC, so I think that. But I think Street Fighter Five and Six have the original. Like the, they just use the U.S. names across the board now. Yeah, I bought um, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection of like every goddamn game up until four. Oh, nice. So the original eight-bit Street Fighter. The oh yeah. Eight. I've only played that once. The eight thousand variants of Street Fighter Two and the yeah, eight thousand so variants of Street Fighter Three plus Street Fighter Alpha in there. Alpha's underrated. It's uh, groundbreaking, actually, though. Yep, I like uh, I like Street Fighter Alpha. I didn't like it at the time, but uh, it, over the years that I realized it was very important. Back to the movie. M. Bison has kidnapped sixty-three, you know, hostages that were doing relief for refugees. Right. He's kidnapped these hostages and he's asking for twenty billion dollars. This is a nineteen ninety five money too. It's yeah. a lot of money. You know, a few years later it would be a joke when Doctor Evil asked for one billion dollars. Right. Uh twenty billion dollars that's like Jeff Bezos is like that's like his toilet paper stock in his bathroom, like the wads of one hundred rolled up. That's like where he would find that twenty billion. 
Well, let's see. $20 billion. Let's see. If it, in 1994, I purchased an item for $20, $20 <laughs> Let's see, yeah, twenty billion dollars. Then in twenty twenty two that same item would cost forty thousand dollars? What? That's a massive deflation. <laughs> I don't think that inflation calculator works. Oh uh-huh. uh, wait, no, there it goes. Forty bill forty billion two hundred seventeen thousand five hundred forty three eight hundred fifty nine dollars. It's a lot of money. Forty million two hundred seventeen oh yeah, forty billion. And sixty five cents. It's fair, of course. But yeah, so the AN, like the Allied Nations. Totally they, not the UN. Legally distinct from the UN. Very similar logo. They've got uh, Commander Guile, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Thick Amer- Belgian yeah. accent, but that American flag. Yeah, the character is, to- is very American in the fucking <laughs> game, but we're going to have a Belgian guy play it. And. Jean-Claude Van Damme, heavily addicted to cocaine at this time. Oh, yeah. Massive cocaine. $10,000 a week coke habit, I think, I was reading. Yeah. By his own admission. And he was just snorting coke off Kylie Minogue's ass the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, everyone hated him, apparently. But everyone loved Kylie. Like, apparently she was super nice and professional and, like, bought the cast and crew drinks because the filming such for this movie was such a catastrophe. They were in the middle of a coup. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking weather is insane and it's just horrible conditions. And and Capcom needed it out by Christmas season to sell toys, so it's a rushed production. So, in Bison, I love the scene where he's got the hostages. Yes. And he's just snapping necks. Oh, yeah, he's a bad man. He tells somebody, like, come on, come on, fight me. And they go up and he just snaps their neck and goes, pathetic. Yeah, he's like just challenging these dudes to one-on-one fights and just wrecking them. And Guile is does a TV interview and is screaming directly at Bison, and Bison breaks in to yell back at him. Right. And they're fighting through the TV, and Guile calls him a dick. Yeah, anytime, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, dickhead. And uh, they're using this to try to trace where he is. Yeah. Because if nothing else, Bison is an egomaniac who likes to hear himself talk and... And he's going on. He lets them know they have 72 hours to deliver $20 billion, which so even if it was not like a hostage situation, no bank is going to physically be able to deliver that. It's a lot of money, man. And Guile screams across the TV, hold on, Charlie. You're my buddy, Charlie. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blanca. That's right. So, Incidentally, Charlie in the games is Charlie Nash. is actually just killed by Bison. It's definitely not Blanca. Yeah, so. and this it is Carlos Charlie Blanca, and Bison's like, yep. oh, we'll send this guy to the laboratory right the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they couldn't trace it, and so Guile tells Chun-Li, oh, for a minute, you're almost useful. Yeah. And um, so Chun-Li's like, oh, you hate women, which, but yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Cammy, played by Kylie Minogue, is like, no, he hates reporters. I'm like, no, pretty sure it's women. Pretty sure it's everybody. But now we get Ken and Ryu in the underground fighting world of Shadowloo City, where they're doing a, a weapons deal with Sagat. Yep. Sagat played really well by Wes Studi. He, yeah, well, Wes Studi's actually a good actor. Yeah, and he doesn't half-ass it either. It's nope. a different style than Raul Julia, but he's still putting in a lot. Yeah, I also like to point out we have met uh, 
DJ, played by uh, the dude who played Spider from Return of the Living Dead. Yes, Miguel Nunez Jr. DJ is uh, one of the henchmen for M. Bison. Yeah, and we've got uh, my boy Peter Tuiasasopo from Necessary Roughness playing E. Honda. Yeah. And- this is kind of like alum alum of of exploited And also movie. from Necessary Roughness, we have uh, Andrew Berniarski as Zangief. Yes. Yes. He's great, too, actually. Oh, Zangief is like the comic relief, too. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Well, I have more to say about Zangief, because I think I noted every time he was on. Oh, he's so good. But yeah, so Ken is played by Damien Ciampa. Fucking Miklo. Miklo. We are Cut doing Blood In, Blood Out some point. The only problem with Blood In, Blood Out is extraordinarily long, but yes, we do have to do the movie. That's a single movie week. It's like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And there's so much to say about it. Yes. But yeah, Miklo. Yeah. And He's awful in this movie, by the way. Just oh. absolute trash. Yes, he is. And Ryu or Ryu, they never settle on what the pronunciation is in this movie. Technically, it's supposed to be Ryu, but they always pronounce it Ryu, I guess, mostly. No one cares. Whenever we played the game, it's always Ryu. Nobody ever called him Ryu in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's how... I mean, I don't speak Japanese. What the fuck do I know, but... And, and then you'd get maybe some nerdy kid that's like, I'm gonna play Ryu. It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Can because yeah. that's the only appropriate way to do it. But yeah, he's done a lot of other action movies. He's not quite at the Raoul Julia level, but he's yeah, he's good. Actually, he's fine. Um, Damien Chapa is terrible. Damien Chapa is terrible, but they and actually drags his performance down by association. That's how bad he is. And so they uh, Sagan <laughs> turns the tables on their their weapons deal because he he realizes that they sold him fake weapons that shoot fucking yeah. tennis balls. Yeah, uh, Ryu and Ken trying to scam scam Scott. Not a bad, not a good idea. Yeah, and we leave them for a second to really quickly meet Dulcie. Dr. Dulcie. Yeah, because... Dr. Dulcie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Bison's forcing him to perform experiments and develop super soldiers. Yes. Dulcie, I immediately recognized from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is Chatter Lal is the name of the character, but he's the one that like welcomes them to the temple. Yeah, and is like the concierge of the fake temple, basically. Ah, yes, the fake temple. <laughs> but yes, it's a super soldier program, as you said, and it's warped and corrupting. You know, they're they're doing the clockwork orange treatment on Blanca, and it's not going good. And and Bison's like, well, what's wrong? Well, yeah. look, look oh, at yeah, what we're showing him. It. Look at what we're showing him. He's like, and it's just like shots of war and people being murdered. And then Bison's like, well, this is just merely educational software. I don't need uh, Actual World War II footage, incidentally. <laughs> like, we just showed this to children. That's What the hell's the problem? Yeah, that's because Bison's a psychopath. Like, an actual legitimate psychopath. Oh, perfect. And then we get right back to... So, my... I... Go ahead. I do. I do want to a couple of things about this scene. I like the part where Bison's like, "I will help you get you published." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah publish or perish." That's how professors go. Yep. And then the second part is like, "My science is being corrupted." I'm like, "What is your Kafka s science supposed to do that was peaceful?" <laughs> Best case scenario, he's still brainwashing people. <laughs> he's just brainwashing them with videos of dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> he's still taking away the free will. He's still breaking brain. 
<laughs> fucking dulcet. Yeah, not to mention all of the the mutagen. What the? What were you doing with that dulcet? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right again. What the hell is this Kafka science supposed to do? <laughs> Turning everyone into the fly. Apparently, it's fine. If we're all if we're all bees, everything is peaceful. As long as we're peaceful bees. That's right. If we're all if we're all brainwashed into the same thought and mutated into flies and we're peaceful, everything the world is great. Is that any different than what what Bison's trying to do when you hear him give his speech later? Oh, that beautiful speech. <laughs> yes. But we're not there yet. Because we get I know, I know, I know. Ryu versus Vega. Vega was my favorite, or Claw, I guess. Claw. (laughs) Vega was my favorite as a kid. He was just so cool. Oh, he was mine, too. And we all knew he was gay, but I was fine with that, because... Yeah. So was I. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's totally... Yeah, he's whatever. He's oiled up, swole. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And these these women come out and rip off their shirts, their clothes off of Ryu and Vega. Yeah. Just, and the, you would think this movie was written in the 80s with the uh, the homoerotic tension in this scene. Yeah, this is a, a blood sport scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ken is like, oh, no. Sagap tells him, he's like, oh, yeah, Vegas, the greatest cage fighter since Iron Fist. Well, what happened to him? He became me. So you retired and became so, and like Iron Fist, the superhero? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 from the Marvel show? Yeah. Are we, we have a Marvel crossover? I think there is. Well, there is the Marvel like Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter game. So yeah, Marvel crossover? versus Capcom. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe he is supposed to. Be, I don't know. Fuck. We're, oh, incidentally, there was a game adaptation of this movie. There was Street Fighter the movie the game. It was. It's a, terrible. Yeah, apparently it was a fighting game. It, it was basically Street Fighter, but with really clunky controls and using, like, the digital images of the movie to overlay on the characters. So you're playing, like, Damien Chapa versus Jean-Claude Van Damme, and you're doing fucking Ken versus Guy. Awful. Fucking terrible. It, was, it wasn't even, like, motion capture. It was just, like, from the movie. I, no, no. There were motion capture. It was, like, digitally overlaid. You know how they do that with movies, where they, like, take the digital image from the movie and kind of convert it into... Oh, yeah. You know. They did, I mean, in uh, 95. It, it's PlayStation, 1995. I mean, you can... You, everyone can just imagine what this looks like if they, they haven't did, seen it. They, um, they did that with Batman Forever for the Super Nintendo, and it looked yeah. like ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't look much better doing this on the PlayStation. Yeah, I'd rather play Pit Fighter. <laughs> yeah, good old pit fighter. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, so Ryu and Vega don't fight. As soon as the bell rings, uh, Tank bursts into this club and Guile pops his head out, you know, high as all hell goes, you're all under arrest! Right, and because um, this whole city is under martial law, because apparently the, the A.N. are the good guys. Yes, they have placed. They are so good that they've placed the entire nation under martial law and indiscriminately arrest people. But we get a boat that goes by and goes, "Good morning, Shadowloo," which is, of course, a reference to "Good Morning Vietnam," and that's the actual guy who did the Vietnam broadcast in real life. I was about to say that was not Robin Williams. No, not Robin Williams. It was the actual real life guy who did the the mm-hmm. Vietnam. The real Radio Good Morning thing. Vietnam guy? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep, the actual guy. But we get shots of, you know, our this is our prison chunk of the movie. Because oh, Vega, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. Vega has made a, a 
prison shank claw now. <laughs> it's like bamboo and random metal. And that they're all going to fight. You can tell he's done this before. He has. He, uh, he made this in a day. <laughs> yeah, he was prepared. And, you know, Sagat's trying to explain, I own this city! And Guile goes, well, I'm the Repo Man. <laughs> yeah, Van Damme's a terrible actor. He's not a bad martial artist, but he's a terrible actor. And he's Van Damme's meeting with the rest of the uh, AN people, Cammy, uh, T-Hawk is there. Oh, God, the... But they did T-Hawk so dirty. It's just like Kyle's bitch. He is, but they actually got a, a Native American actor. True. They got Greg Rainwater. At least they did that much. But not that it shows, because they, they just throw a little headband on him and they call him T-Hawk in one scene. I didn't like, even know it was T-Hawk until the very end, when he goes, yeah, eventually, Thanks, T-Hawk! I mean, as the movie goes on, they get more and more into their real, like, game outfits, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even mention Chun-Li's crew. Yeah, we got... Her yeah. news crew was Balrog the cameraman and E-Honda the tech guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out later we learned that they are, in fact, a former boxer and former sumo wrestler. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, they're really changing everything around. Um, But some random assassin crashes their, their strategy, meanie. And uh, this scene, you know, I'll give credit to Van Damme for this one. That that looked like it hurt. He <laughs> lays that guy out pretty good. He does. Um, it's a good scene. And then they come up with an idea that we need to use those people out there, you know, Sagat and Ryu and Ken or something. You know, they yeah. they they start making a plan, and him and Cammy go whisper, 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 and. Then there's suddenly a prison break. Ryu and Ken, they, they stage a fight in order to steal the keys, which they end up giving to Sagat. <laughs> well, Sagat says, says, I don't know, they, he offers them something, and they're like, all right. I can both, offer we, you the, half this city or some shit. We, we boys now. And Chun-Li throws a tracky, tracker onto the, the prison truck yep. as it makes its way to wherever Bison's headquarters are, because Sagat is the one that deals weapons to Bison. Yeah, he, he's the... I mean, he deals weapons to everybody. He's a gun runner. And um, so M. Bison is looking over his scale model of Bisonopolis. Yes, and one of the greatest scenes in movies ever. <laughs> and he goes, the food court should be larger. All the major franchises will be here. DJ goes, yes, mon! (laughs) (laughs) My thought is the food court should always be larger. I'm a thick boy, though. And then he sees that Guile has died. We forgot to mention that Guile died. Oh, yeah, apparently. Skip over Guile dying. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you might expect, it's pointless. It's not actually, he's not actually dead. Ken shot him during the escape. Guile died. And Bison's like, oh, that's sad. And then he he's yeah, into this great speech. The, the, well, I'm going to put the whole monologue here. I'm just going to put the audio there. Yep. It's it's worth listening to, because it's it's great. Ah! The road not taken. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord? And mad? All I want to do is to create the perfect genetic soldier. 
not for power, not for evil, but for good. Carlos Blanca will be the first of many. They shall march out of my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation, until the very planet is in the loving grip of the Pax Bisonica. And then peace will reign in the world. All humanity shall bow to me in humble gratitude. That was beautiful. But the, the lines that I wrote down are, Why do they call me a warlord? Why oh. mad? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make the perfect genetic soldier, not for power, not for evil, but for good. And the entire world in the loving grip of the Pax Bisonica. Whoever wrote Pax Bisonica deserves a medal. That is glorious. That is just the best line, the Pax Bisonica. And Zangief wipes a tear. That was beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Zangief is so good just in this movie. So good. So E-Honda discovers that there's a second tracking device on this vehicle. So Chun-Li goes to track down where it's, you know, transmitting to. And she ends up in the morgue. And Guile's just been chilling in the morgue all day? Yep. Apparently, like, just pretending to be dead. Like, just going full method on it. <laughs> like, nobody was in the morgue before she showed up. He's just <laughs> down there just pretending. And so they arrest Chun-Li, and she's trying to explain that. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not really a reporter. No, I don't want a story about Bison. I want his head. It's taken me 20 years. <laughs> and Guile goes, well, this isn't about your personal vendetta. It's about mine. Take her away. And then we get this fucking, like, arms bazaar in the desert. Yep. Where there's like, welcome, warlords of Shadowloo! Buy these planes! Buy uh, these missiles! <laughs> Just add your own warhead. And it's like a... <laughs> Use a car dealership. <laughs> Open-air bazaar that's selling illegal weapons. Shadowloo. Definitely, uh, lawless. And then Ryu and Ken, they're there. They're pretending to be Sagat's, uh, you know, new henchmen. And Ryu is loudly discussing the plan the entire time. <laughs> Very subtle. We are tracking this for it, uh, Guile! <laughs> <laughs> and they're at a fucking circus. You know, there's dancing women and clowns, and Chun-Li has disguised herself as, a you know, some acrobat. And that's what... And, uh, I like to point out that she gets put into the barrel as part of the magic show. It says Capcom on lid, which I'd never noticed when I was a kid. I don't know how I didn't, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Made me laugh. Um, but anyway, there's the uh, the deal that's happening between M. Bison and Sagat. And Sagat's like, yeah, I've got all these weapons for you. And... and Bison tries to offer him crypto. Yeah, he he offers him this suitcase full of M. Bison money. That has Which is just as valuable as crypto. Yep. So God's like, fuck you! This paper's not worth the money it's printed on. He's like, no. One 
bison dollar will be worth five British pounds. Yeah, they'll set that as the exchange rate once I've kidnapped the Queen of England. And Sagat just is like, oh my god, this man is insane. I'd like to point out at this point that uh, Bison literally has a skull throne in this room. He does. Sitting in this skull room with his cryptocurrency talking about kidnapping the Queen of England. I mean, he's already bought Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) But Sagat's like, Bison, you raving lunatic, and so... Big, big fight is about to happen. Ryu and Ken walk right into the middle of it. And they're trying to break it up, saying that there's spies here. And they hear Chun-Li's voice coming from a, a closet. And they're like, they're right there. Where there's a television broadcast of Chun-Li saying, we're going to blow up all your weapons. We've got all these explosives headed your way. And there's you see the video of the the, the truck rolling towards the tent. And you get the best line here. Change the channel, yeah. Zangief going quick. Change the channel. Uh, I don't think that's how that works, Zangief. Don't think that's that's how that works. <laughs> it's hilarious. I loved it. That's, yep. It's a big, big explosion fight scene. Um, Excited Michael Bay noises. Yep, that's exactly what I wrote. And they capture Chun Li and E Honda and Balrog. Um, Balrog and. E Honda, they go to like the prison. Well, and Bison yeah. says, "Take the journalist to my private chambers for an interview." Private interview with my dick. That's what he's implying, right? Yes, that is exactly that. Well, he dresses her in this skimpy ass dress. Yeah, they all. She's also like bitching at Ken and Ryu. You bitching? He's like, like, okay. So you literally tried to blow up an entire camp, regardless of collateral, <laughs> with them in it. Yeah. It's like, I don't think, I don't blame them for stop, like, they're selling you out. That's fine. <laughs> so Ken and Ryu decide to disguise themselves. They get recruited as Bison's troops, and yeah. they're wearing their trademark outfits now, only with a Bison logo on them. Right. Um, Zangief's given them the tour. Yep. Um, e Honda is being tortured. Yep. There's this guy that's just like, aha, and he's got e Honda, and he's just lashing him with this... Kane and e- Honda's just yawning. So him and Balrog managed to escape. I would like to point out there's a joke here that I did not get as a kid that is really funny. Uh, Balrog goes, hey, g- give me a hand. And e- Honda goes, we've only been in here like two hours. Give me at least a month. Yeah. I can't. Really. Yeah. Didn't catch that one as a kid. Me neither. Really as a good. kid, I thought he was just like, hold my hand. Yeah. No, he's uh, talking about something else. <laughs> so Giles got his his plan. He's gonna like the main force is gonna head in from the north, while him and a crack team is gonna take this stealth boat through the south. And take okay. a thunder thunder and paradise boat too. <laughs> yeah, and he's like getting ready. And then, like the guy from the AN says, "We've decided to negotiate. We're gonna call off the assault." Yeah, just some posh British guy being a fucking ponce. (laughs) And so Guile's like, he's like, go ahead, give the orders to to your people, Mr. Guile. So Guile gives this speech. He's like, hey, you can all go home. Bison's getting paid off for his crimes. All of our friends are died, but you can go home. 
Yeah, that's actually a really decent speech. Yeah, no, I, I like. She really like this speech because it keeps establishing the. But we can go home. Everything is so fucked up and terrible. But we can go home. So they get them all riled up and they just storm off to the war anyway. Give the like, finger you, to that fucking dude. Or you could come with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. They're all written. Meanwhile, Chuck- and surprisingly well delivered from from Van Dam, who must have been sober for like the five minutes it took him to do that scene. Yeah. And so we get the Chun Li is giving her backstory to Bison about how yeah, she's, her father died. She's, she's delivering the villain monologue as protagonist. Yes, that that her father died twenty years ago. That M. Bison, you know, and his people came and and. And by, you know, this is this is her whole motivation here. And then he comes out. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't remember this. It's like, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. Beautiful Very line. Beautiful line, incredibly well delivered. And ad-libbed, by the way. Oh, was it? So good. Yep. It's just, it's such a tragedy that he, he died. Earl Julie was so good. Yeah, oh, oh. Uh, Mike watched a movie with Raul Julia today that I've added to our list called right on. The Rookie. Oh, I've heard of that movie. Yeah, and he described it to me, showed me stuff, and I'm like, what, Raul Julia is the bad guy? I mean, that's what he is here. <laughs> though, though, I will say, uh, he is, but <laughs> the line between... The the villain and the, the hero in this movie is pretty narrow. Uh, but no, The Rookie, it's uh, Buddy Cop, Clint Eastwood, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, that sounds like fun. Raul Julia is uh, the villain. He is the German bad guy named Ulrich Strom. Uh, it'll, it's always easy to do the German villain, right? Yes, especially for a Puerto Rican actor. Yes. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Ca- casual, casual, easy, uh, easy obviously. But back to Street Fighter, Chun-Li gets pissed off about the For Me It Was Tuesday line and starts beating the shit out of Bison. As one is wont to do. And she's almost got, she's got him on the ropes when Blanca and E-Honda, not Blanca, Balrog, E-Honda, Ken and Ryu, they all rush in and it just, he gasses them all to sleep. Yeah, gotta give him credit for having a contingency. Meanwhile, the Blanca program is still going on. That's go. That's still happening. Yeah. We get back to that, like, C-story, D-plot here? What are we... <laughs> I don't even know. Um, Dalsim, he, he starts altering the program to show yep. the happy footage instead of the war footage. Oh, I like that the guy who's, like, guarding, like, monitoring Dalsim is just kind of looking at some porn casually in the lab, no problem. Yeah, he is. And he's pulling out the centerfold and everything. Yeah, Blanca getting more swole. Yeah, and, and there's a swall counter. Just yeah, there is literally a swall counter. For every percent of body mass increases. For his body mass has now increased 50%. Body Blanca mass is now, now yeah. Blanca is now 50% more swole. Yep. Also, wouldn't, wouldn't changing the programming just fuck his brain even more? Like, now <laughs> his brain's completely fried. I'm ha- I'm a war machine, but the dolphins are pretty. But I must kill. Must kill dolphins. <laughs> and so, um, the attack is underway, and so Blanca finds out that the stealth he he hacks a video into the stealth boat. 
Yeah, I don't, also, for some reason, this stealth boat has, like, a tape player in it, so that, so that Kyle can brood about his lost friend. Yep, and, you know, so him and Kyle and Bison is so happy that Kyle is still alive. He's like, yes, we get to fight! Yeah, he wants to have his one-on-one. And Kyle says, ah, this is the collection agency, your ass is mine! Yep, or terrible lines for and so M. Bison's like, now you're gonna see my power. And he gets on his floating console and pulls up the actual <laughs> Street Fighter 2 console with the yep. joystick and the buttons. Yep. Glorious. And starts setting off all these mines. <laughs> um, blows up the boat and M. Bison screams GAME OVER! And I just like, feel like after watching Dungeons and Dragons, and then this again, it's like, Jeremy Irons must have been channeling this Roll Julia performance into Propheon and Dungeons and Dragons. Definitely. And it's so, this is, it's so, Roll Julia is so good here. And then, um, so Dolphin fights with the guard, who's put down his porn for a second to see that there's videos of dolphins playing. And Guile happens to show up, and he saves Blanca, but he's gonna mice and men him. Yeah. And I, at this point, I think it's important to point out that Blanca's costume and makeup are fucking awful. They are. It's terrible. They're like spirit Halloween levels of bad. They are. He's wearing his spirit Halloween Hulk costume. It's so bad. But he's like, I'm a monster. Kill me. And he's like, you got it, Charlie. I'm going to kill you. Doll seems like, oh, wait, no, I changed the program. He's 51% good. That's right. <laughs> Exactly it. But he's 100% swole. 100% swole. <laughs> Only 51% good, but 100% swole. That's like 67% good and swole. So, <laughs> I mean. And Bison's like, well, time's up. Time to kill all these hostages. Let's open the pit. You have the computer voice. Hostage pit opening. Please stand clear. I love that it's the hostage pit. <laughs> Bison is the most honest human being ever. It's like, yeah, I'm training perfect soldiers, you know, I'm training him to kill, I got the hostage pit. It's like, alright, fair enough. And, um, so he's like, I'm gonna, you're gonna be killed by a wild beast. And he thinks it's Blanca coming up on this lift, but Guile just comes flying out, all kicks. Yep. A hell of a surprise kick, like, (laughs) 30 feet through the air. Yeah, like he was launched out of this thing. Yeah. And E Honda busts in and starts fighting Zangief in a fight that takes like almost the rest of the movie. We keep seeing shots of E Honda and Zangief fighting all over this compound. And and military storming the place. Yeah, the the robot the the computer voice randomly goes. Remember, maintaining your health plan benefits is your responsibility. Please see HR for more information. <laughs> and apparently, Bison gets his troops from the same place the Empire gets its stormtroopers. So, yeah, um, lowest lowest bidder. And Sagat goes. There's nothing left but revenge. And I'm like, on who? On who? Because you hate like- everybody, Sagat. Yeah, you just you have no love for anybody in here. Bison tried to screw you out of money, and um, <laughs> the, the few and Ken decided to screw you out of guns. <laughs> and and we realize he met Ken and Rio because we get this really awesome fight where Rio's fighting Vega and 
Ken does this like blink and you'll miss it Hadouken at Sagat. Yeah. It's actually a pretty decent scene. And everybody's dying or fleeing. And um, so DJ's there and, and Bison's like defeat is a possibility but we shall face it together DJ. But DJ's booked it. DJ's like slinking off in the bag. I'm out. Goes into Bison's quarters and steals his fucking uh, big Just giant crate. Yep. <laughs> and so we get the the big fight with Guile and in Bison. And, um, oh, well, actually, first, because he's got this knife pulled on all the soldiers. Yeah, I like this scene. And the soldiers are all starting to back down, and Guile's feeling good about himself. Like, he, he made this whole army stand down with the knife until he turns around and Cammy and T-Hawk are there with all the, the whole army. And, like, at least it looked cool, Guile. <laughs> he looked cool for a minute. <laughs> And so Guile tells Cammy to, to get everybody out, uh, help all the hostages escape. Well, I'm going to fight M. Bison on my own here. And M. Bison goes, you'll make me a happy man. And then sends his boys out, too. He's, you know, he's an honorable fighter. Yeah. He wants it one-on-one. Yep. And to the happy man line, uh, Guile goes, well, I'm soon I'm going to make you a dead one. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like trying to squeeze these 80s-style one-liners in. And about half the time it works. Then we get this random scene, like somebody's looking at security cameras, and we get the shot of E. Honda and Zangief just shirtless and duking it out in Bisonopolis. They're stepping on all the buildings, and it's playing the Godzilla theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of an easy joke to make, but okay. Yeah. Guile, he ends up doing his, his flash kick, which, remarkable stunt work to get that yeah, down. that's not an easy thing to pull off. I like that they threw that in. Flash kicks him right into this console where he's where Bison is electrocuted. Game over, credits roll. <laughs> There's also that bell in the scene, and I think that's the bell. On the back, supposed to be the bell from the background of the Bison stage. And yes, it is the bell from the Bison stage. I do appreciate these little nods and references to the game. Um, Guile radios Cammy, and he goes, I'm okay. I'm just half dead. And what about Bison? Not- he's all dead, but he's not. He's not because more contingencies for Bison. Yeah, he's got like a life support suit that kicks on, and now he's got electric power and he can fly. He's like, it's just a least, and... You know, Guile's like, hey, I thought we agreed no weapons, and... And Bison's like, it's just electromagnetism. It's not really a weapon. That's right. And he's he's flying around, and he's like, you came here to fight a madman, and instead you find a god. He's in full megalomania mode at this point. Yes, and he screams about, like, I witnessed Satan as he fell from heaven, and Guile just kicks him into the... TV monitors and everything blows up. Yep, more more excited Michael Bay noises. And Zangief is, he's still kind of on Bison's side when he runs into DJ. He's like, where are you going? We have to save Bison. He's like, no, we don't. I only served Bison because he was paying me a lot of money. And Zangief's like, you got paid? <laughs> yeah. I like the I like earlier when DJ steals the case. He goes, I should have stayed working for Microsoft. I'm like, that would have been a good decision. That yeah, would have been good. <laughs> Still, still, good gig even today. So Zangief starts helping the hostages escape. Um, we get this scene with Dalsim, who has traded in his lab coat for the Dalsim costume for no fucking reason at all. Right. 
I recall hearing that the actor didn't have a clue what was going on, and he just kind of did whatever he was directed to do. He didn't really understand the character or anything. That's because the character in the movie is a complete fucking mess. Yeah, because in the video game, he is a yoga master who can, can breathe fire. Yes. Which stretches arms out like Mr. Fantastic. I can understand the stretching being part of yoga, because that's all yoga is. True. But the the fire, yoga fire, really? I think I think it's supposed to be like, oh, you eat spicy things, so fire. <laughs> I don't know. Some early 90s racism from, did, from Capcom. Did Capcom think that yoga was a martial art? Apparently. There's some cool, like, little martial arts, so that the different characters use in Street Fighter, like, references to various world martial arts. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's Muay Thai and Judo and Taekwondo. There's different, you know... Not that you could tell from the movie, but DJ practices capoeira, Brazilian martial art. Ah, see, you can't tell that from the movie. Dulce, for no reason at all, is just now, like, mostly naked and wearing these metal rings because they the as the movie goes on the outfits become more and more like the ones in the game yeah cammy's got her cami outfit t-hawk's wearing a headband that, that's about it. balrog is now in blue wearing boxing gloves I'm like i mean t-hawk does have no shirt on now he's just wearing a vest so at least we got we got that yeah. going on Honda's uh just uh, in a sumo underwear they made cami look like Sort like what a human cami might actually look like, rather than like thong leotard and like braids down to her ankles. Yeah. Oh, they do have a comment about the hair because Chun Li looks at Cammy yeah. braids and it's like pigtails. Seriously, to where Cammy goes, look what you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> she's I mean, still wearing the sexy dress. I mean, I think they look good on Kylie Minogue. <laughs> It's a doll. I think they work. Yeah, they're fine. Would you rather yeah. have their hair down and all over the place? They're, you know, it's a reasonable look. Yeah, well, doesn't look wrong on her. So, doll seems like I got Blanca, and him and Blanca just to hug in a corner, and I guess die and burn to death together because yeah, the that's... whole fucking place blows up. Yeah, I guess. And um, so Gott and DJ get away, and they open up the the big treasure chest of loot, and it's all the bison bucks, of course. I knew that the second DJ grabbed the case. It does show that Bison truly believes in himself, though. Yeah, God bless that that confidence he had. He truly Complete. believed he was going to take over the world. True, and, and bring a peaceful place. I believe he believes everything he said. And psychopath, like I said. He's not... Uh, the irony is that his psychopathy makes him probably not an evil character. He genuinely believes what he's doing is for the best of the world. This is a very mentally damaged man that we should pity. <laughs> That's right. That's my interpretation, anyway. Um, and then all the characters pose for the... The cover of the video game. Right, and those are all their, like, ending poses from, like, if they win the match and stuff. Yeah, because they, they, they hear the rest of it blow up, and they look at the, the crumbling ruins, and then they just turn to the camera, and they go, Yay! And they pose. Yeah. And it just says, Street Fighter! Fade to black, and it goes, Raul Julia, vaya con Dios! Whereas I said before, when I watched that in the theater, I stood up, it's like, He's dead! 
Yeah, because back in 95, we didn't have the internet, children. No. <laughs> well, we did, but it was so the age was so young, we didn't get our news from it yet. I mean, and it's so sad because Raul Julia, he was... um. He was dying when he made this movie. He had stomach cancer. Yep. Um, but he beat the cancer only to succumb to stomach parasites. Yeah. That's that's so fucking terrible. I know. And he passed away. He could have oh man, this guy would have won every Oscar if he kept at it. Yeah, I I mean everyone loved him. And everyone loved working with him and just tragic loss. Meanwhile, we still have John Claude Van Damme, I guess. Yeah, um... He's, he's still alive. We will see more of Raul Julia. I mean, we're yeah. doing that rookie movie. We're gonna do that Frankenstein movie he was in. I mean, I will say, the, I guess the great thing about being an actor, a musician or something is, I mean, Raul Julia's been dead for nearly, coming up on 30 years soon, 27 years. And, like, we're still talking about him, we still get to see him do his thing and appreciate what he did. Yep. I mean, there's a certain immortality in that, and I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see him again in Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. I don't know. Oh, are we really going to do Overdrawn at the Memory Bank? <laughs> Good luck ever finding a copy of that that's not the MST version. <laughs> they showed it on Sci-Fi Channel at some point without the Mysteries Science Theater version, because I had seen it before I saw the MST3K thing. I'm like, this movie's fucking terrible. Why am I watching that? Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's Street Fighter. It's a fun movie. Oh yeah, Street Fighter's great. It's bad, but it's great. And this is a perfect example of a movie being crap and fun at the same time. And the biggest crime a movie can do for me is just not be entertaining. Yeah. But this is definitely entertaining. And see, that's the thing with, like, we did Last House on the Left last week, right? It's probably, it's a competent film, but it's bad, because it's not fun, and it's not like trying to say anything or be, like, art. It's just, it just exists and makes you icky. I'd rather watch crap and fun than icky and competent. Yeah, but, but this is fun crap, and it's wonderful. And, yeah, great. And you know what? I'm happy. With this movie existing. Yeah. I enjoy it. I know everyone seemed, I mean, hated it when it came, but I think, I definitely, you know, see why people like it over time, because it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to laugh at. It's fun to, laugh, you know, enjoy the characters, and hell, the, mu the music is so 90s. I'm, like, bopping along, because I grew up in the 90s. This is like, oh, yeah, it's the kind of music I grew up with. They have a song by Farside in there. That's pretty sweet. It's a banger. For some reason, they have a song that's a duet between Hammer and Dion Sanders. Man, that was a product of the time, right? Wow. Really? Yeah. So, next week, we are doing sex comedy. Like, not sexploitation, that's a whole genre of its own, but these are yes. just that slew of exploitive sex comedies that happened. So, we'll be talking about Porky's. Why not? And then we'll be uh, doing the more contemporary version of Porky's with an American Pie Presents movie. Not Isn't American like, Pie. Because those are actually good. Yeah, not an American Pie Presents. Not, not American Pie. It's American Pie Presents. It's National Lampoons, basically. Yeah. I mean, the, the actual American Pie movies are, like, heartwarming and feel good. These yeah. are just 
It's Sex a moment when Allison Hannigan says, I stuck a flute in my pussy, just makes me weep. Just does to me too. Oh, come on. You don't think American Wedding is, is heartwarming? American Wedding is a good movie. And American Reunion also very heartwarming. Yeah, but that's what we're doing next week. Anything else before we go? No, movie's fun. Uh, I think I mentioned all of the fun little notes. Throughout. Oh, uh, we, we didn't talk about the post credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was one. Yeah, we're all Julia. Apparently, uh, apparently Bison doesn't die. Like it reboots him, and it's just like the agenda world domination replay. And we never got a sequel because we're all Julia died. Um, there, there also, were plans for a sequel with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I'm not sure that would have been any better. But I do like Dolph Lundgren though. Uh, there was apparently an R-rated cut originally, which Capcom didn't want, and then they cut it all the way down to G. <laughs> Capcom. Ooh, that's just Zangief doing stand-up, right? <laughs> Capcom hated that because they didn't want te- they wanted teenagers to come see it, so they literally just added uh, John Claude Van Damme and post swearing. <laughs> that's how they made it back to a PG-13. <laughs> fucking stupid. Anyway, the movie's fun. It doesn't matter about any of that. It's it's entertaining. Go watch Van Damme be a coked out idiot and and Zangief be funny and just watch a silly and watch for all Julia's just crazy over the top wonderful performance. So yeah, next week is Porky's and American Pie presents something. They make quite a lot of those. Yeah, Lexus is gonna throw a dart at the wall and pick one. <laughs> There's like yeah. fifty of them. <laughs> There's They're all the same, so it doesn't really fucking matter what we pick. American Pie Presents has its separate Wikipedia page from the American Pie franchise. As it should. Yeah, there's uh, five movies in that, apparently. I'm pretty sure they're all the same. Yep, apparently one of uh, People Discover the Bible. Wow, wow, maybe we'll watch that one. I don't know. <laughs> the Bible leads oh, them boy. on a journey to lose their virginity. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Okay, I think we might have to do that one. I don't know if I want to do that one, but I think we have to do that one. Anyway, we if we can find it. We have to be, find them. That's but uh, that was our episode on Street Fighter. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploitatpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram at ExploitatPodcast, or contact us at exploitatpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next week for Porky's and other high school movie having sex. <laughs> other, yeah, other high school sex movie. <laughs> that sounds actually, ignore that, that sounded wrong. I do want to see Eugene Levy teaching sex from the Bible. Good night.